What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are. But Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates. But what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give him a call at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right on into things. It's Saturday night when I'm recording this. Um, It's been an awesome NCAA tournament so far. Also been a really exciting NIT, and obviously that's going to be you know the primary focus of today's conversation, given that this is a Colorado State podcast. Rams able to pull out a gritty win over Buffalo 75-73. They advanced to the quarterfinals to face NC State. Yeah, I mean, this was this was a test. I, I think this was a really good just opportunity to see how bad this Rams team really wanted to play. And I think based on, you know, the performance that we saw, it's pretty clear that, you know, they want to make a run. They want to, you know, go as far in this thing as they possibly can. You, it, It's just it's human nature whenever you have, you know, something really disappointing happen to, you know, maybe not give your best effort, especially if you have to you know, essentially do the the consolation activity or prize, however you want to phrase it. But, you know, CSU, they're making the best of a difficult situation. And that Buffalo team, man, they're, they're damn good. We talked about it a lot coming in. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country at 44 a game. And CSU, they kept things close. They won. They they lost the the battle on the glass barely, you know, by two rebounds. But they kept it close enough and they actually ended up winning the points in the paint. And and I just think that was a really big difference that and being able to convert their turnovers into 17 points was just, it was such a massive swing in that game. Um, The other thing that really stood out to me about CSU in this one is just the timeliness. I mean, whenever Buffalo had a run of, of their own, you know, CSU was able to respond. And I think that's what good teams do in the postseason. You know, you're, you're facing quality competition you're not going to roll. It's not going to be, you know, a scenario like you're playing a San Jose State or something where you're able to get up 25. It's just not going to happen. The, the level playing field just evens things out. And I, I was impressed by this CSU team, obviously. I think we got really good performances out of Isaiah Stevens, David Roddy, Adam Thistlewood. Uh, Deshaun Thomas off the bench was great tonight. There were a lot of things that, that went well, and, and we're going to kind of dive into all of that. Before we do, though, I wanted to thank everybody uh, that's tuned into the 
March Madness preview shows so far. We're going to have them every morning of the first weekend of the tournament. It's been pretty crazy so far. I'm I'm 2-0 in terms of bold upset picks. I called number 13 uh, North Texas to take down Purdue. Also called number 13 um, Ohio to beat Virginia. That was an, an exciting one. On DNVR bets, I was able to hit the Oral Roberts money line over Ohio State. It's just been wild. So many, so many crazy upsets so far. It's just kind of interesting to see how the NIT has played out versus how the NCAA tournament has played out because the NIT, it's been a lot of chalk. You know, the good teams are advancing. It, it is a smaller playing field. Everybody is probably closer. You know, you don't have quite as much disparity in the NITs. I, so I don't know, you know, what does that mean? Take it for what it's worth. It's just been weird, you know, the tournament's been chaos, whereas the NIT hasn't exactly, but I just wanted to thank everybody that's turned into, tuned into the preview shows because it's just been, you know, a lot of hard work and, and it's always fun to have a project like that come to life. I'm really appreciative of my bosses, of my coworkers, everybody for, you know, kind of indulging me on this. I'm a massive college basketball fan, as are my co-hosts, Henry and and Ben, and it's just been a blast, man, after... After not having any competitive basketball last spring, I've just been really, you know, reflective lately. And I'm really just appreciative of, of having this opportunity because it was it was hard, guys. I mean, think back to this time last year where we're watching Tiger King. And I mean, the last dance was cool, I guess. I, I don't remember if that had quite started yet or if that was not until April. I think it was about this time, you know, right around when March Madness should have been. And it was it was just like we were lost, you know, all us college basketball fans. We were looking for something to collectively enjoy, to be able to embrace and talk about together. And that's what March Madness is, you know. At its core, it's just an opportunity for groups of friends, for communities, fan bases, you know, alumni to come together and, and be excited about something. And what makes, you know, all of this so exciting is just, you know, the possibility. It's not really like college football where you know, unless you're one of the, you know, top seven or eight programs, you pretty much have to go undefeated in football or you're not going to really get a chance. But college basketball, you know, most teams are going to get a chance to prove themselves. It's <laughs> unfortunate kind of making this point this year, just given that CSU was one of the first two teams left out of the field. But, you know, that was more due to bid stealers and and some of the absurdity that happened in the conference tournaments. And, and that's fun as well. So it's tough to be super upset you know, just as a college basketball fan and somebody that loves it on a national level, not just what's going on locally. It's heartbreaking for CSU not to make it, but ultimately, I think the system in college basketball is just much more fair. I'm so glad that we have postseason play. You know, shoot, I'll watch some CBI games, you know, next week. I don't care. I just want to consume it all. Um, it, it's just great. It, it's the best time of year. And so thank you for letting me you know, kind of be cheesy for a second. But I just wanted to say I'm really appreciative of the players, the coaches, you know, everybody that, you know, had to sacrifice a lot individually so that we as the fans would have something to consume. And, you know, it really did take a lot of sacrifice on their part. So I just wanted to make sure that we put that out there before we kind of jumped into all of this. Um, I will say, and I might, you know, take some flack for this, you know, you got to acknowledge the CU Buffs, man, that was a dominant win over Georgetown this morning. Um, an ass kicking, if you will, man. They they beat the brakes off of them. And 
that 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 kind of makes it that much more frustrating, I think, from a CSU fan's perspective, just given that, you know, we all knew Georgetown was not that good. They got hot in the Big East tournament. They went on a run. They ended up beating a, a Creighton team that's going through a lot of turmoil. And they snuck in stealing bids from teams like Colorado State and Louisville. And, you know, we saw in the first round there, they they did not belong. They got their they got their teeth kicked in by CU in that one. I was thinking about, you know, how interesting it would have been, you know, if let's say Oregon State and, and Georgetown don't win their conference tournaments, and we assume that the first two teams left out, Louisville and Colorado State, are in in their place. Would CSU have played CU in the first round, or would they have got matched up against Tennessee? It, it would have been really intriguing either way. After seeing Tennessee's performance against Oregon State, you'd probably rather play them. Um, but it would have been really, really interesting to have that Colorado State-Colorado matchup in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, I was just, you know, at the watch party at the DNVR bar, you know, taking it in with, you know, RK and Hank and, and Allie and all the bus guys, Harrison. And, and I was happy for them. You know, I'll be honest. It's, I, they're good dudes. You know, they're, they're not like the, the CU fans online that, just are relentless with their cocky attitude and pretentiousness. They were genuine in their compassion for CSU not making the tournament. And because of that, you know, I was trying to be a good sport. I I wanted them to win. I wanted them to be happy. I know that's not the case with everyone. You know, if you're a, if you're a CSU grad and you're just like, fuck CU, I'm not rooting for them ever. I get that. I totally do get that. But, you know, I work with them, you know, my co-hosts, their best guys. It's, it's one of those where it's easier to be in harmony every now and then. That said, you know, if they if they would have played each other, it would have gone down. Um, but, you know, whether they were playing Colorado or Tennessee, I just, I couldn't help but think, you know, how fun it would have been to be able to have, you know, watch parties at the DNVR bar for the Rams and the NCAA tournament. I know, you know, they are playing in the NIT and it's great exposure and I'm going to cover it. And I'm, I'm really happy that they have that opportunity to play in the postseason because I think that it can be great in terms of potentially advancing the program. It's a lot like, you know, playing in bowl games, even when they're mediocre, it's good for the future development of the program because you just get to keep playing for six more weeks or, you know, however long it is. You get to keep practicing. You get to keep refining the details. It's no different at this level. I mean, we see it all the time. Teams make runs in the NCAA tournament, or I mean, excuse me, in the NIT or the CBI, and then they go on to make runs in the NCAA tournament in the ensuing years. Uh, I believe back-to-back NIT champions have followed it up with an appearance in the NCAA tournament. So that's just something to kind of look forward to. Um, the reason that I that I bring up some of this, though, I don't know if you happen to see it on Twitter. I, I took some flack from the CSU media relations people for basically tweeting out, you know, I, it's a shame that, you know, we didn't get to watch CSU in the NCAA tournament because it would have been fun to hang at the, you know, hang at the bar and, I took a little heat, um, you know, from some of the CSU media staff and I didn't quite understand it, to be honest, given that I did cover the NIT and it wasn't like I was saying it's it's not important what they're doing, but I they knew what I meant. I don't know. It just it got under my skin a little bit, I guess, is what I'm saying. But I think they were just kind of kind of jabbing at me. It's fine. Anyways, um, let's move on. Let's talk about this CSU Buffalo game, the first round matchup in the NIT, like I said, a a pretty strong performance from CSU given the circumstances. Obviously, you had to overcome the disappointment of not making the NCAA tournament and then 
you know, focus on a, a beating a really quality team in Buffalo, and they were a quality team. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. They're making it rain over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Your opportunity to turn $4 into $256. You got that chance every day. There's so many select underdogs for you to put your money on. Doesn't get any better than this. You know, again, there's no way to, to put your test to the knowledge than putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, you want to brag, you got to put some money on the line. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. Don't worry, though. If college basketball is not for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds, promotions on golf, hockey, baseball, UFC, so much more. You name it. They have the odds. Shoot, you can bet on table tennis if that's what you please. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit your funds at your convenience. And it's it's always safe. It's just the best. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset again. That code DNVR must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. Everybody's favorite time is here. The DraftKings pick of the week, and we have so many choices to choose from. But guys, I am going to lean on the must bus. Arkansas taking on Texas Tech Sunday. Arkansas, despite being the higher seed, they are the, uh, the betting underdog at plus 107. God, I love the value there. This is no disrespect to Chris Beard, one of the best coaches in college basketball, Mac McClung, you know, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. I love it. But there's just something about this Arkansas team that's different. I've talked about it throughout the season on DNVR Madness, and I just feel like they're going to pull it. I'll be honest, I've got Arkansas going all the way to the title game. So, you know, because of that, obviously, I have a, a vested interest in them going far, but I really do feel confident about their chances in this matchup. I love it. I'm taking Arkansas riding the must bus all the way. My DraftKings pick of the week. We're all looking to save money, right? Especially now. So let me ask you this. How'd you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why when I was shopping for insurance, I used Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current average with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. You know, I talked about recently, I finally got a new set of wheels, no longer driving a clunker, had to hook it up with a new auto insurance rate, went on there, had to make sure I was getting a good deal Found out I was. Found out it wasn't going to make a big difference for me to switch. But guess what? You might be paying way too much for your auto insurance. Like I said, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. I bet it'd be nice to have a little bit of extra dough in your pocket. That's all I'm saying. If they can't find you savings, 
they'll let you know so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. That's what they did for me. They brought me that peace of mind, that comfort knowing I'm not getting ripped off. I'm not spending too much and they'll never sell your info. So no annoying spams or robocalls. You gotta love that. Again, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Remember, they do not sell your info. You will not get blown up with insurance calls after checking Gabby out. That itself is super comforting to me. One more time, head to G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. See how much you can save. Make sure you get that slash DNVR in there and give us some cred. We love you. Shout out to all the DNVR supporters. This game was, you know, tight throughout. It was an instance where, you know, neither group was was willing to give in. Neither group was willing to say die. Um, Buffalo led for 1528. CSU led for 1753. We were tied for nearly seven minutes. Uh, nine different times the game was tied. Ten lead changes. This was a thriller. I mean, this was everything that you wanted in a postseason basketball game. And I really want to credit Nico Medved real quick, just while this is on my mind. Um, you know, after after giving up a dramatic game tying three the way that CSU did with about 15 seconds left on the clock, it's really easy for coaches to want to micromanage everything and, you know, respond with a panic timeout there. And, you know, I got, I got to draw up the perfect play. I got to set this up. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with something. And, you know, sometimes that does work. It, it kind of depends on the situation, your roster, you know, good coaches know, but a lot of the times, if you have the right guys on the floor, I just think it benefits you to, to let them play it out. Especially if you're in an instance where it's tied, you know, you don't necessarily, it's not, make the shot or, or you lose, you'll go to OT worst case. Why let the defense set up? And I, I just really liked that, that Medved let his players play. He trusted Isaiah Stevens to do the right thing. And that's exactly what he did, man. With the game tied at 73 apiece, Isaiah takes the ball from the top of the key, drives hard, makes a really nice layup with about a second left on the clock. The Rams forced the turnover after that on the inbound pass. Ball game, man. Clutch clutch stuff, but I want to credit Isaiah Stevens for, you know, having the wherewithal to make the right play in the biggest moment of the game. But I also just want to credit the coaching staff for letting the players play. Don't overthink it. Like this is why you practice. This is why you prepare all season so that they know what to do in the right situation. You put your players in that position, hope that they can do it. That's all you can really do as a coach. They trusted their players at the right time and it paid off for CSU. And and I really think that was important. I kind of started to make this point at the beginning of the show before I kind of went on my tangent there about the the NCAA tournament and some of the other stuff, but I, I I really felt like the veteran players were really timely in this one. You know, it wasn't an instance where one guy dropped 30 or something like that. I mean, David Roddy quietly paced the squad with 17 points, um, 8 of 11 from the field, really efficient night, 73% from the floor. Adam Thistlewood hit four threes. You know, went 4 of 10, 40%. Pretty good. I mean, if you're shooting 40% from three-point range, that's great. Let him fly. If you can get 15 points a night from Adam Thistlewood, 
you're going to win most games. You know, you just you know what you're going to get out of Roddy. Basically, good for a double double on on any given night. Same thing with Isaiah Stevens. He's very likely to go off for a double double, if not more. I mean, there have been a couple times he's flirted with a triple double this season just because of what he brings on the glass as well as the assist game. Um, I I just want to credit everyone for their stepping up and filling their role. You know, there wasn't any instances of guys just trying to do too much, play hero ball. And this is something that I kind of say often, but we see it all the time, especially in tight game scenarios when it's winner go home, players tighten up and they, and they stop trusting the system and they start trying to do it all themselves. And all of a sudden they start jacking up shots, especially, you know, when it's a game like this one where you have a bunch of runs, you know, Buffalo, they went on an eight Oh run in the second half. In that situation, it would have been really easy to just start jacking up threes. CSU, they stayed composed. They stayed composed. They made the right plays. Even after giving up, you know, the game tying three with just 14 seconds left, they knew exactly what to do. And that's just a a case of good coaching, you know, good players. And it's just fun to watch, man. I love watching this team. It it kills me that they didn't get a chance to compete in the NCAA tournament. But I, I really do think this team is good enough to potentially you know, win the NIT. And that would be pretty special. You know, it'd be the first time that's ever happened in program history. It it would matter. I mean, I know the NIT is not, you know, it doesn't mean in 2021 what it meant in 1975, but it's not like it doesn't matter. And it's still a national championship. You know, it's not the national championship, but this is a national tournament. It's, it's a proud history. It's, it's obviously unfortunate that they wouldn't get a chance to play in the garden this year if they do make it that, that far that's always like, you know, the big reward. Even if you're not in the NCAA tournament, if you make the championship, getting to be able to play it on the floor at Madison Square Garden is such a cool deal. And again, you know, just COVID and sacrifice and, and the players. And I'm appreciative of them. You know, it would have been easy to just be like, you want to know what? Screw it. Why do the NIT? We'll do the NCAA tournament. That's what makes all the money. That's what most of the people are watching on TV. But we decided to pivot. It's in a, you know, a neutral location out in Texas. And they're making it work. And and at the end of the day, some basketball better than no basketball. And that's, I really think, just the only way to feel it. I'm going to preview the game against NC State um, later in the week. And I'm also uh, going to kind of dive back into this Buffalo game again after I get a chance to rewatch it and, and really dive into it. There was a couple of things that I really wanted to focus on. But ultimately, you know, I think if, if you watch this first game, it was just a a good chance to see where CSU was at from a just a mindset perspective. And now they're going to get another great test in, in NC State and a chance to take down a team from the Power Five out of the ACC, you know, one of the best basketball conferences traditionally. Another great chance for this young Rams team to, you know, kind of prove themselves and, and compete against, you know, not necessarily the best, but a really quality opponent and a chance to advance the brand on a national stage. You know, they, that game should be on... Uh, ESPN or, you know, worst case ESPN two, but you know, let's just, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep the action going. I want to be able to cover this team for another couple of weeks. If possible, I think CSU fans want to keep watching basketball. And I think this Rams team wants to keep playing basketball and ultimately, you know, that's worth supporting if they're willing to give it their all and, you know, really buy into the NIT CSU fans should do the same. They should really, you know, dive in and, you know, passionately support this team because they certainly deserve it. It was a special season. And, you know, there's there's just no reason to have that sour grapes mindset. There really isn't, especially given that we still get to jo- enjoy the NCAA tournament. Um, 
Yeah, that's about all I've got for today. But we will be back over the next couple of days with a ton of content. Like I said, I'll have preview shows the next two mornings, um, Sunday and Monday. And it's going to be great. Thank you to everybody that continues to support our content. Y'all make my dreams come true. Word. Uh, shout out to your mother. Just kidding. Shout out. Crappy vanilla ice reference. Anyways, peace. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas And features those ain't favors, my mood rings an alligator Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater Staring at white pages it's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine, and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that